Okay, it's go time. You got this, Derek. This is going to be powerful. And this topic is really important. But I'm so nervous. Am I really saying anything people don't already know? Why do I feel so unprepared? Okay, pull yourself together. You got this, Derek. Here we go. Well, I don't know about you, but I have this ongoing war that's going on in my mind. It's this constant battle between faith and fear, between keeping control and letting go. It's like one minute I'm full of spiritual confidence and the next I'm paralyzed with insecurity. You see, what I've discovered is the mind is a battlefield and most of life's battles are actually won or lost in your mind. Now, you may be wondering, where in the world are you, Derek? Well, I'm here at Freedom Boat Club in Woodbridge, Virginia, about 30 minutes south of D.C. And um, they have been so good to us. They're letting us take a boat out on the Potomac today. We are headed down to a spot that played a pivotal role in the Civil War. So we're going to introduce you to a little bit of history today, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. So you ready? Let's go. So the Potomac River is a vital transportation route. Not so much today, but a couple of hundred years ago, this waterway connecting the Atlantic Ocean and the Chesapeake Bay up to the nation's capital was, was vital. In fact, uh, this very waterway that we're traveling right now was the same river that the British used during the War of 1812 for the burning of Washington, where they set fire to the White House and to the Capitol. And uh, where we're headed right now is a place called Freestone Point, which um, played a pivotal role during the Civil War. Uh, this river certainly has seen its fair share of battles. And uh, just in the same way that there are many battles that have taken place on this river, there are battles that are taking place in our mind. You see, the mind is a battlefield, and most of life's battles actually take place in the mind. The good news is you're not alone in this battle. God is with you and has tremendous help for you through his word. We're going to be looking today at some words from the Apostle Paul, who just was so brilliant and so inspired. Um, and it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting in verse 3. But before we get to these amazing words, um, I, I want you to know that, that these words were actually forged in the fire of battle for Paul. Paul struggled mightily with, with the, the war that was going on in his mind. In fact, in Romans chapter 7, one of my favorite chapters of the entire Bible, Paul talks about this, this battle, this struggle. He says, you know, I, I want to do this thing, and then I, I don't end up doing it. And the thing that I don't want to do, I end up doing it. I mean, he is full on in the struggle. So as you hear these words, I want you to know you're not alone. This is what Paul says that we're to do. He says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, the word power there is dunamis. It's where we get the word dynamite. It's the explosive power of God to demolish strongholds. Now, what's a stronghold? Well, that word in the Greek is ochuroma. And it's a military term that means a fortified position. So you can think of a mighty castle or a fortress, or maybe even something as seemingly peaceful as this riverbank behind me. This is Freestone Point. This was the military stronghold of the Confederate Army during the Civil War. 
And it doesn't look like much, but from this point running down to Quantico, Virginia, there were 43 cannons stationed along the river. And those 43 cannons could provide a full hour of continuous fire on ships that were trying to get up to Washington, D.C. And so because of that, because of that stronghold, they were able to completely shut down travel on the Potomac River for five full months. That's the power of a stronghold. Now, in the same way that this stronghold stopped all the ships from traveling along the river, our strongholds are the lies that stop us from living the life that God intended. They're lies like these. You're never going to be successful. You're always going to be bad with money. You're never going to have a healthy relationship. Man, you're always going to date psychos. Um, God never hears your prayers or you're never going to make a difference in this life. And what Paul says is that in response to that, verse five, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So today we're beginning a new series called Winning the War in your mind. And this series was inspired by two things. The first is a new relationship that we've recently begun with Safe Harbor Christian Counseling. And man, it has been such a blast getting to meet a number of the Safe Harbor counselors and really just learning from them about the battle that is going on in our mind and and helping to understand what are some tools, what are some resources that we have at our disposal for this battle. The, The second thing is... This book, it's actually uh, the same title, Winning the War in Your Mind. It, it, it inspired many of the things we'll be talking about throughout this series. It's written by uh, pastor and author Craig Gro- Groeschel. And if you want to dive deeper into uh, what you hear through this series, I highly, highly recommend this book. Well, one of the things that the book talks about is that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So in the same way that this river is always moving in the direction of its strongest current, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And, you know, the Bible and science both really back this up. Because when you look at clinical behavioral psychology, here's here's what we know. That many relational challenges, many addictions, and even some forms of anxiety are the direct result of toxic thinking. And as the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Basically, what the Bible and science are telling us is that what we think determines who we become. So if you think you can't, You probably won't. But if you think you can, you remember that old story? I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. You probably will. If you dwell on your problems, likely they're going to overwhelm you. But if you look for solutions, you're probably going to find some. If you feel like a victim, odds are you're going to become a victim. But if you believe that you can overcome through the power of Christ in you, then oftentimes, guess what? You will. Do you ever wonder about the quality of the Potomac River? Like, is it really safe enough to swim in? Well, there's actually a government website that's constantly evaluating the water quality 
And it's measuring things like pH levels and nitrates and all sorts of other scientific stuff that I actually don't know enough about. But the point is, just in the same way that, that it's constantly evaluating the water quality, I want us to take a minute to evaluate our thoughts. Okay. So, so as you kind of step back and you think about, okay, what, what are the thoughts that are running through my mind throughout my day? Where would you find them on, say, a, a 10 point scale? One being worried and negative, 10 being peaceful and positive. So like when you wake up in the morning, are you, are you already feeling stressed? You're already worried about the things that could go wrong. Or are you more feeling peaceful and positive? What number would you give yourself? on a 10-point scale. Because here's the deal. The river is always moving in the direction of the strongest current, and your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So I'm not sure what number you came up with, but if you're like me and you'd like to move your number up that scale a little bit, let me give you a two-part battle plan for winning the war in your mind. The first step in the plan is to identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. Now, what's a stronghold? The stronghold is the lie that you are believing. It is the thing that is shaping your life in a negative way. Maybe for you, that stronghold is that this, this lie that you're just not lovable. Or maybe you're just always gonna be broke or you're never gonna be good enough. You're always gonna battle with a weight problem. Maybe the lie is you're just never going to be able to be close to God or you'll never have a job that you really love to do or your relationships are always going to break down. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. So what I want you to do right now is to take 30 seconds to identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. So one Sunday when we were setting up our church service at Thomas Jefferson Middle School, one of our big sound cases got stuck in the elevator. And uh, so we're trying to move this thing out. And finally, we managed to get, get some momentum and the case starts to come sliding out of the elevator. And my hand gets caught between the corner of the case and the corner of the elevator door as the elevator door is closing. And um, immediately I pull my hand out, right? And I'm in a lot of pain. And the pain told my brain to tell me, oh my goodness, your hand is broken. Now, the second that my mind told me my hand was broken, I immediately was on the ground, completely passed out. Now, you may be wondering, what, what in the world happened? Well, this is actually a spiritual gift of mine. Um, I have this response called vasovagal where I will pass out when like I see a lot of blood or I just think something like really terrible just happened to me. It's, it's like God knows. He just has mercy on me. It's like I just immediately, I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. So I wake up and I'm in the arms of our sweet little custodian named Amara. And she is literally stroking my hair and she's singing sweetly to me in Vietnamese. And, and there's all these faces that are like looking down over me who are so relieved that I'm actually okay that they immediately burst into laughter. I, it's, it's one of the coolest ways to, to wake up. You, if you've never passed out in front of a bunch of people you love, you got to try it. It's just amazing. Now, the reason that I tell this story is because the reason that I was laid out on the ground completely useless, completely helpless is because of a lie 
that my brain told me that, hey, your hand is broken. My hand wasn't broken. I'm just a wimp. That's what it came down to. So here's the the deal. Some of you are lying on the ground. You're laid out because of a lie that you believe. Now, what do you do in those moments? Well, here's what Paul says in verse five. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That word take captive in the Greek is a war term. It actually means to go on the offensive and to capture with a sword or a spear, which conjures up some words that Paul writes in Ephesians chapter six, where he talks about the armor of God. And if you remember, there's only one offensive weapon, which is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, right? So so what is the truth? We find it in God's word. That is how we demolish those strongholds. So here's what I want you to do. Name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. What is the truth from God's word that tears down that lie that has you laid out on the ground? I want you to check out Anne's story. In February, 2017, the ink was barely dry on my divorce papers. And my children and I were starting a new life in Arlington. We were in search of a church family, so when my very good friends Matt and Stephanie O'Rourke suggested that we try Grace, we did, and we loved it from day one. But because of the divorce, there was still this pain inside of me, and I remember sitting in Pastor Derek's office telling him, it feels like somebody has taken a bazooka and just fired it like right through the center of my being, and there's this gaping wound that nobody can see, because on the outside... Anne's doing great. She's always smiling. She's holding it together. I wasn't doing great. I was angry and I wanted to know who was going to fix this. Who's going to make me feel better? Who's going to take away the pain? So I started trying to take away that pain on my own. On my uh, lunch break walks, I would open up YouTube and literally type in how to heal from divorce. And I listened to sermon after sermon, therapist after therapist. I got a lot of head knowledge. I got a lot of good ideas about how to move forward. I also attended divorce care. And again, I got all that that head knowledge, some great ideas. But God still had something he wanted to show me. So let's fast forward to January 2020. I'm on one of those walks again during my lunch break. But this time I Google, who does God say I am? And the scriptures that came up said, you are precious, you are chosen, you are strong. And those were not the words I was using to label myself. I was labeling myself as a woman who had failed at marriage and as a woman who had screwed up her kids' lives. But God was saying I was precious and strong and chosen. I found a painting that had those same exact words on it. And my parents said, we would like to purchase this for you. So that is now hanging at the foot of my bed. So that it's the first thing I see when my eyes pop open in the morning. It's the first message my brain receives because it has to be the first message. But I can be very stubborn. And I would argue with God. And when he would say, Anne, you know I love you. I would say, Of course, God, of course, I know you love me. 
I've known that you have loved me since I was four years old. But I need a man to love me. And I just picture God like rubbing his forehead and looking at his watch. When is this child going to get it? So he had to help me get it. And that moment came during a worship service at Grace. Kara was up on stage leading worship. I was singing. And in the middle of one of the songs, I heard God's voice. And it was not an audible sound that anybody around me would have heard. But it was a very clear message. And he said, lay it down. I want to carry that for you. Those chains are too heavy for you to bear. So I started arguing with God right in the middle of the church service. I got angry and I'm like, God, I'm not laying it down. That's my husband. That's my marriage. I will fight for those forever. Lesson learned. Don't argue with God. When he says lay it down, lay it down. If somebody were to ask me today, Anne, do you believe in miracles? I would say yes, because when I thought I needed my husband back, God told me that I just needed him. Did you catch that? You see, the lie that Anne was believing, the stronghold in her life was this idea that she needed a man to be whole, to be complete, to be fulfilled. But the truth that Anne discovered is that no man can make you whole. It's only God who makes you whole. Only God can complete you and where you can find true fulfillment in your life. So I want to ask you, what's the truth that demolishes your stronghold? What's the truth that tears down that lie, takes it captive? Maybe for you, you're just constantly feeling like you're never going to get it all done. That's your stronghold. The truth is, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. In fact, when you feel weak, that's when he is strong. Maybe your stronghold is you just have never felt attractive. You hate the way you look. But the truth is, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are beautiful in the eyes of God. Maybe you feel all alone in this life, completely rejected and abandoned and isolated. The truth is, though, that your God is with you. He will never leave you, never forsake you. Or maybe you just don't feel worthy of being loved. The truth that tears down that stronghold is that God loves you with an everlasting love. In fact, your name is written on the palms of his hand. You know, Jesus said that you will know the truth and the truth will what? It will set you free. But the interesting thing about those words is it's not just good enough for the truth to exist somewhere out there. You have to know it. And what I think is fascinating about Freestone Point is that somewhere along the way during these five months where no ship could travel up and down this river, somewhere along the way, I'm not exactly sure when, but somewhere along these five months, the Confederate army actually abandoned this point. And so the truth was that ships could sail freely back and forth, but because the Union army didn't know the truth, no ships sailed back and forth. 
until they fully understood, until they knew the truth. And then the ships were free to make passage. So you have to know the truth that demolishes your stronghold. I want you to take 30 seconds right now to name that truth from God's word that demolishes the stronghold in your life. If you need a little help trying to discover that truth from God's word, just encourage you, just Google Bible verse and then the name of the stronghold. So Bible verse fear, Bible verse anxiety, whatever it is. And you will find that you'll get a whole bunch of Bible verses that'll pop up with truths from God's word that will demolish that stronghold. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And so what we discover here from these words from Paul is that we have to take captive any thought that is keeping us stuck in a lie, victim to a stronghold that's laying us out on the ground. And we have to replace it with the truth from God's word that sets us free and allows us to live the life that God intended for us to live. Let me pray for you. Uh, God, this war that is going on in our minds, we need your help, God. Uh, some of us, we, we just need your help to, to try and figure out what exactly is that stronghold? What's, what's the lie that, that I'm susceptible to? And then what is the truth that's going to set me free? Others of us, God, uh, we already know exactly what that stronghold is and we know the truth that demolishes it. And my prayer for all of us is that we would know the truth fully and completely. And Lord, that it would have transforming power in our life to demolish the strongholds that hold us back. In Christ's name, amen.